Boop town. <laughs> I am writing. I'm sorry. Did you point at me? I saw him. Biscuit. He's been finger yeah, shooting you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Two Nerds One Quest. I am your host and DMJC. A little preoccupied and writing stuff on a window that did not have the camera that Norm points at me on. So I didn't know we started. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am joined here, of course, by Norm, who pointed at me. Yeah, uh, that's, playing that's Aaron on. Yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy right there. And then, uh, of course, we also have Ryan playing Crixus. Our just keep swimming. Fa- our fatherly. Uh, <laughs> um, the hell is your race again? Oh my God! Sunday morning brain fart. You're a tiefling. Tiefling. <laughs> You're a tiefling. Oh, I gotta remember that. You're the same as my druid. Your tiefling, except my druid's a skinny little wuss. Um, and then, of course, we have the newest member, Doc, uh, played by Jeff. Yep. The gravy on the cake. Our, our dwarven, uh, dwarven gravy on the cake. Perfect. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving it. to everyone in America that had one. I hope it was great. Um, and yeah, uh, Norm. Oh, he disappeared. God, we're on fire today. Maybe maybe Ryan could give us a little recap of what happened last week. It was exciting. <laughs> Ryan could. So, so Crixus and Aranon, thinking that they were alone and, and on their own, um, busted into a dwarven weaponsmith shop and uh, tried to find everything that they ever wanted and more. Unbeknownst to them, or beknownst at some point to them, um, the weaponsmith was a very cautious fellow and had traps and, um, you know, and a pit um, in his storage cellar. And we happened to trip the pit and had to stumble out. Also, going on at the same time, um, Ellie and our new dwarf friend Doc were lurking outside of the store trying to make sure we were safe, and they ended up battling with a thief who had his eyes on the same weapon smith shop, and uh, um, they ended up winning their fight and knocked the thief out. So we had a fantastic scapegoat as we ended up getting away with only the box that we had our eyes fixed upon, but no other treasures from the um, weaponsmith. So Aranon made the best of a bad situation and stole from the thief. And then we set him up to be uh, the scapegoat for the uh, fire and explosion and uh, theft that occurred within the weaponsmith shop. Um, walking out of the shop, we identified the shopkeeper in a fully inebriated and told him to take a nap right there on the sidewalk um, so that when um, someone would notice the shop, he would be alerted like, dude, your shop's on fire. And uh, hopefully they'd find the still alive body of a thief inside that weaponsmith. And then we were headed back to the hotel room to uh, 
hopefully get a couple hours shut eye before making a swift exit from the town. All right. That is a concise recap. Um, I need to do a couple of things here. Um, Norm, I want you to roll a d20 for me. Here goes nothing. I don't know if I want a low number or a high number. No, you don't. You don't even know what this is for. But you do want a number. But I do know I got a two. You do want it. So I hope it's low. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, Crixus, can you roll me a d20? It is also low. It is a four. Then, Doc, can you give me a d20 as well? Uh-oh. I do not like where this is going. Eight. Perfect. Excellent. All right. So you guys arrive back at the inn, box and tow, well, box and bag. Um, and what do you want to do? <laughs> You're, you have your room at the inn. All right. So I'm um, going to I'll... actually... Before we get going, I'm going to uh, kind of give Ellie and Doc the business for following us, because I do not like to be followed. I'm going to say, what the hell were you doing? Making sure you were safe? We were fine. Nobody caught on fire, really. And we all made it out safe. <laughs> no, just a building. That's not my building. I don't give a shit. But you were in it when it caught on fire. And we got out of it when it caught on fire. She's not wrong. What if you had gotten stuck and not been able to get out? Uh, then that would have it, been my fate. It seems good they were there. The thief would have caught us unawares. And then we would have dealt yeah, with him. There was two of us and one of him. I was just on orders of the princess. I'm sorry, did you say princess? I'm not a princess, but... Yeah, she's not a princess. (laughs) No, but she she grinned at being called princess. I mean, you know, Ellie. Sorry, where where I come from, everyone uh, everyone has a nickname. Oh, okay. Um, Princess. Aranon. She smiles at Griggs when he says that. Ernan, it. You say that would have been your fate. And how do you think I would have felt? You know how I would have thought anything because I would have been dead. Fair enough. Fair enough. But as a thought exercise, and seeing as how you're alive, you can think about this. Had you died and I had not gone, you know me. I'm I'm sure you would have mourned over me for years to come and built a shrine to my likeness. And every day on the anniversary of my death, you would have sent flowers. She rolls her eyes and makes sighs. She'd have had a hard time building that shrine when you had all her money. Doc says with a wink. That's That's a good point. Birds. (laughs) 
anyway, we're fine. We got out of it. We may even have gotten away with it. What did we get? We got the. Did you get them? Crixus? Well, we have a box, and that box seemed to match, but we could not gain access to it. We will need to find a way inside of the box. Yeah, we were a little preoccupied with things exploding and thieving and running away. Fair enough. <laughs> I kind of expect that. I'm glad you guys didn't try and open it there. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should have seen the size of the gold bricks we almost had. <sighs> really? She's actually mildly curious. <laughs> they were so, like, huge. They, they must have been like like two feet long and like six inches high. Um, man's two feet or a woman's two feet? Reasonable question. I'm just asking. Men tend to embellish. It was this big. Fair enough. <laughs> Got it. It gets bigger, bigger with every retelling. Pretty much. So where... <laughs> So where's this box? Doc, do you mind pulling the box from the bag? All right. So Doc stuck it in. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I missed something. I missed it too. I was typing. I'll give him a moment. You'd have to know my dad. My dad would call my mom a bag occasionally. <laughs> As a joke. So when you said, do you want to pull the box from the bag? Oh, my head's in a really awful spot. Mm. Right? Especially if you're here for pre-show, you understand. Feels my like the right spot. It's in full effect. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so the box went into the bag just fine. But uh, as Doc tries to pull it out, it's sideways. And it doesn't want to come out. Because it's too long. It's kind of like a... Uh oh. Um, Rotate it. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker! Put it on its All end. Right. I'll throw the bag to to Aranon. All right, Aranon's gonna reach in, turn it so it's long ways down and short end across, and pull it out. So you reach in there and you you think of the box and. Mm-hmm. You have it. You have it the same way that Doc grabbed it. You realize it when you grab it. Make a dexterity check to turn it with one hand, reaching in this bag blindly, <laughs> and turn it so it can actually come out. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. yeah. You, you almost lose it. You get it at one point. You got it by your middle finger and your thumb, and you're like some of them. You grab the box, pull it out. Nice sound effect. <laughs> we don't have background music today. I can go for it. I'm Matt Mercer the best I can. Dude's amazing at sound effects. He's like freaking Michael Winslow. Maybe not, but Michael Winslow is pretty damn good too. Hey, side note. Do you think we could actually hire Michael <laughs> Winslow? I'm sure he's not doing anything right now, huh? Maybe. I don't know. You got money to pay him? <laughs> See, they got those gold bricks, Maybe. Maybe. Did we just put Michael Winslow in the Forgotten Realms? 
Maybe if we run across him. Swing. Swing. Ha Anyways. Yeah, I pulled it the box out. And I set it down in front of me. And I'm going to kind of look at it around and say, if I remember correctly, he did some kind of weird magic-y thing with his hand when he locked it. And... Trap? Not sure. Well... I'm assuming it's a trap. I'm not going to touch the lock yet until one of you two magical people takes a look at it first. So I'm going to hand it over. I'm just going to hold it out in front of me for whoever wants to take it. As the adrenaline's wearing off, you can see Doc is like shivering uncontrollably. Um, Ellie. Uh, hang on a minute. <laughs> I grabbed my die. I flipped it up to put it in my, landed in my dice tray. Coincidentally, is two inches away from my cup. I flipped a little aggressively. It's in my smoothie. Let's try this again with the other D20. <laughs> drink it and spit it out. I might. <laughs> Ellie does 20. not notice Doc shivering. She grabs the box. It gives new meaning to dice cup. So Ellie takes the box from you and starts looking at it. She goes, um, do we think it's magic? I mean, I do. Okay. You said it's magic based on what you've seen. And I trust you, but the box itself might not be magic, but the lock might be. Might have is it a trap or is it a lock? Does it look like a magic. You think this will explode if I try and dispel it? Uh, there's a strong possibility that it could explode if we dropped it. I mean, based based on past experience from about thirty minutes ago, I would say it's highly likely that it'll explode. However, the stuff what on you the... should do. Oh. How big was that explosion? Okay, so here's what we need to do. <laughs> Give it to... to the most clumsy person of the group. No, she already <laughs> has it. So we need to... <laughs> Ellie looks at Doc as he says it, and then looks at Aaron on and shoots him just a glare. At the most... So we need to go... Down. We need to go back to the bridge and drop it off the side of the bridge and it'll explode and then we can just pick up the the hand axes. I just need a field that we can be far enough away from it that when I dispel it, because I, I can set this thing out a hundred feet away from us and dispel it. Well, I kind of like my idea better, but fine. We can go find I mean, a field. Your idea draws attention. But my idea is more fun. No. I've got them all. I would be more concerned that an explosion would bring the gods directly to us, and then we would That's need to explain thinking. why two axes are surrounding the wood shards of a box. Fine, we can do it your way. Well, I mean... If it's not trapped, do you have a way to tell if it's magically trapped? You don't know anything about magic. I have a magic 
called Find Traps. Really? Indeed. Oh, well then you could tell if it's trapped. Would you be able to tell if it's going to explode if I dispelled it? Because I can dispel the magic on it, but I can't tell if it's trapped, if that will do anything. Um, I, can only sense, nervous? I can only sense the area that would be affected by the trap, almost as a third uh, as a third eye to hmm. what could happen. Well, that would allow us to know if it was it would show you the area that would be affected by the trap, right? That would work. Because if it was if it wasn't trapped, it wouldn't show you anything. Correct? That stands to reason. Okay. Um, why don't you try that? You try that and then we'll see what it looks like. Fine traps. Would have been um, a good spell to cast in a dwarven weaponsmith shop. You <laughs> You think right um hindsight hindsight <clears throat> the well he did do the show magic one. yeah to be honest i feel like finding traps isn't the hard part it's the avoiding of the traps <laughs> that where we went wrong. <laughs> the it shows you a very small area outside of it which leads you to think that it is not magically trapped because most magic traps that you've experienced in your life tend to be fire or poison clouds or ice, whatever. Whatever this is, the affected area is like within an inch of the lock. So you don't think there's going to be some big explosion for this at all. I see a very small area of impact Almost as though you could put a pillow over it. Um, I think I need to be able to see. Uh, oh, no, I don't need to be able to see it. Nope. Okay. Um, if we want to put a pillow over it, I'll, I'll, I'll dispel the magical lock on it then. Um, so she cast dispel magic. You guys I'm said it going on. to slowly creep my way behind Doc. Okay. Um, you guys set the pillows on it, put it on the bed, and she kind of just she stands, she starts doing it, and then pauses and like steps back about four steps, and then continues. And there is a suddenly from out of the pillows, there's just a like an arcane light that just kind of and dissipates into the air. All right, um, the, the magic should be gone. All right, I'm gonna check the. I'm gonna take the pillow off and check the lock for any traps, then for any physical traps. How Which... long does your spell last, Crixus? Good question. Um, it lasts. It's instantaneous. It's instantaneous. Okay. All right. Because I was gonna say you could have your answer if that lasted for any amount of time well but it doesn't we have seen that when uh when he's uh cast a spell the first time the if it's in the same location it doesn't tell me what kind of trap okay it just says there's a trap right here so 
Okay, so it, it could be like a trap on top of a trap on top of a trap, and it would just show one. Theoretically. Okay. Magic so yeah, I'm, is I'm gonna, fickle. I'm going to check it for a trap then. Okay. Uh, hey, Norm, don't, don't roll. Do oh, not roll. Okay. Don't roll. I'm going to roll it. Um, you do not believe this is trapped at all. Pick the lock, Ernon. All right, I'm going to pick the lock. See, this is the fun part now, because you don't know what the roll was. But the result of this roll is you do not believe it's trapped. And so I just get to practice my poker face. I am picking lock. Uh, make your lock pick check. Twelve. Twelve. All right. As you're picking the lock, um, there's a click that you didn't don't recognize as being from a lock, and a needle juts out from the keyhole and pricks your finger. You take three points of piercing damage, and I need a Constitution saving throw from you. Constitution, you said? Yes. Eight. Eight. Uh, you take seven points of poison damage as well. Mm. So am I poisoned right now, then? You are currently, you have the poisoned condition, yes. Conditions, and then click on that box, and then you can bring up poisoned. And yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember where the box was, even though it was right underneath my point, hit points. I'd be poisoned. So, um, oh. you pulled you pulled your hands away when you got pricked with the needle. So you get to start over and making your. And this is an ability check, so now you have disadvantage trying to pick the lock. I'm going to give him guidance. Uh, Ellie actually says, are you okay? I got a boo-boo. My finger got pricked. Oh, you're fine. Okay. I don't feel great. No? Roll at disadvantage. Yeah. And then add a d4. Oh. Doesn't sound like a D4 is going to no, make it. No. no, I thought it was a 1, but it's a 7. The 1 and the 7 looks oh. so much alike. So okay. 17 plus 4 is 21. 21. Holy shit. On disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Damn. I think my other one was like a 17 or a 16 okay. I rolled. And you're working at it, and you click, and it lets free. I'm going to open up the top. Open up the top. There is a folded velvet cloth. It's in the box. <laughs> Thank you. I was going there earlier in my head. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to unwrap the velvet and take a look and mm -hmm. see what's in there. Revealing the two hand axes. 
with this beautifully engraved chain logo on them. It's just a chain from top to bottom, about seven lengths of a chain, ending in open ends, not closed ends. That's the inscription that's on them, the, the pirate ship. I'm going to hand them to uh, Crixus. Crixus, you have a pair of plus one hand axes. All right, cool. Totally worth it. Um, thanks for uh, taking some damage there. You all right? I don't feel the greatest, but nothing a long rest can't Bullshit. hurt. <laughs> yeah, don't choke on that. I'd hate to have you die alive on stream. <laughs> the, I would choke on this one. This is a massive die. That's what Bigger she than said. Your average die. <laughs> uh, yep. All right. So you have some hand axes. Uh, make a perception check. All? Yeah. All y'all. What is it? Perception? Perception. 18. 16. All right. 12. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You all hear it. There's a commotion out on the road. Like, there's a lot of people like yelling. And you hear something about water and buckets and um and it seems odd to you that people are like you would think in a city like this they may just let a building burn down and investigate later but there is a scramble people are alarmed and there's a scramble going on right now i'm gonna go to the window and kind of peek peek out the corner kind of curtain area um, you actually see an organized group of people trying to get other people organized and everyone seems to be grabbing buckets from various places. And, uh, someone, someone made mention about trying to go find the, one of the archmages stuff. Um, you hear someone mention maybe, maybe the, the worshipers of oral may help us something. We got to stop the fire. All the stuff you hear as you peek, kind of peek out the window. All right, I'm gonna relay that information to everybody. Okay. You do you just peek out the window, right? That's all you're doing. Yeah, I'm just peeking. Okay. Okay. That, yep, that's what you see and hear. I'm gonna go back to the group. Well, that was probably about as good a time as any to get the hell out of Dodge, huh? Or do you want to take a nice long rest and then head it out? It would be morning? a long night's travel. This has been the longest day ever. I don't know about I don't know about thieving particularly, but it seems like a commotion would be a good time to get away. Just guessing. That is a solid guess. She kind of smiles at acknowledgement from the thief. <laughs> I'll All leave right. it up to you guys. I I can I can leave whenever I want. So I think we should go now. 
She's visibly nervous. Doc, Crixus, what say you? Doc is still shivering, but he's like, sure. There's a sudden knock at the door. Like a, like a, not a knock, but a banging at the door with like a fist and a male, a husky male voice in the hall yells out, all hands on deck. We have a fire in the city. All hands on deck. And you hear him banging on other doors and then it's running footsteps away. All right. Yeah, we need to get cruising. So let's, what, once we, okay. So I'm going to tell them quickly about the encounter under the bridge, about how um, it's safer and faster, not faster, but safer to take the dog sleds north versus trying to find a boat. So, you know, trying to get a ship to take us, or, you know, trying to convince a ship to, to take us is less safe than what we already have in our possession. So my suggestion is take the dog sleds out of town north where we can find a spot to build a campfire and uh, rest. Can we get the dog sleds out of town or in town? What? Do we get the dog sleds out of town or in town? He said we had is acting outside, outside of town. There's a stable. That's what it was. Yeah. So we got right. ahead. We got ahead and pick up our stuff and and. What what was the name of that bridge? It's the one to the north. I know that. We gotta we gotta find that. I don't have it written down. It's a da- Dallas span. Nope, that's where the building oh, is. That's the middle one. Upstream span. What was the northern one? The yes. Upstream span. Yes, you are right. We're looking that's for the DM. north gate. Plays a confused character as he frantically is looking for his notes for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right, let's go. Ellie's kind of at the door with her stuff already waiting, looking at you guys. <laughs> she wants to go. Crixus right, a... begrudgingly grabs his stuff and he's ready shortly. Doc, where are you? Um, Doc grab, picks up the uh, bag of holding and stuffs as many blankets as he can into it, knowing it's going to be a okay. cold night. Okay. Um, Ellie's kind of waiting at the door as you approach, Doc. She puts a hand on you and says, are you doing okay? Just a little cold. I'll be fine. Oh, we don't have... Crap. Um, maybe I'll have stuff at the... At the um... well, maybe they wouldn't... I got some blankets. We're good. Okay, I don't know if that's going to do enough, but we'll we'll go. We'll go with it. Um, she opens the door and kind of peeks out in the hall. Are you guys ready? I flip my hood up. All right. One by one, you all file out and downstairs, and the inn is empty. Like, there's no one around. Um, you, you head through and out into the main road, or do you go out the back way? Questions. You can exit. You know, there's a back door. You've never been there. It's through the kitchen and stuff. Um, or you can go out the front door, out onto the main road. 
Uh, I'm going to say go out on the front door to the main road because everybody is going to be out and about. So if we go out the back door, okay. then it, we're going to be suspicious. All right. That's my thought. Already agree. Aaron kind of took the lead and is headed towards the front door. Okay. Ellie follows along with everyone else. And Aaron, you walk out the front door and... At this point, there's a bucket brigade going. Um, you see someone rushing down um, the street, uh, just frantically gesticulating to an archmage who is in his robes and seems clearly annoyed. Um, and as you turn and look down the street in the direction where the shop was, you can see there's about five or six buildings on fire right now. I'm going to keep walking. All right. You guys head north. Um, okay. This is what happens when a fireball from one lock ignites the other locks. Ugh. Um, so you I guys sense your unease, up... Crixus. Just as a as a human rights activist, I kind of feel bad about it, knowing that some shopkeepers might be sleeping in their shops and stuff like that, and just hoping that nobody is is uh, injured from our escapades. There may be a thief that is. <laughs> Fair. Um, so you, you guys are pushing out of town. No one seems to approach you or stop you or question you. As you're leaving, you walk by several groups of people. Um, and you get to the the upstream span on the east bank of Luskin, and it leads across the river. As you're crossing the bridge, um, you can see that the fire they they have a bucket brigade going to the river now, um, as well. Uh, you see large bits of like frost magic happening, like at the edges of this fire that seem to be they're tr working to contain. It's almost like they're surrendering. Okay, we're going to lose these five buildings, but let's not lose any more. Um, and then so as you, yeah, you're crossing, you see this. Um, it kind of sets your mind at ease a bit, Crixus, that it, it, they did contain it. It isn't out of control. Um, the You get across the bridge and uh, the gate, at the gate there are, there are, for lack of a better term, guards. They have the gate closed and said, where, where are you guys headed? Um, oh, Crixus will step in front and say, we're hoping to make our way out of this town. It's become a little too dangerous for just some merchants like us. Kind of looks around a little bit. What are you, what are you selling? Oh, I, I sell uh, my... 
my ship sells these fine hatchets. And then I display um, my hatchet. Make a deception check. Are you showing him the emblem? Yeah. Like, emblem first. Mm -hmm. Thirteen. Um, he looks like he doesn't believe you, but in the same moment, nods and says, fair enough. Um, we'll let you through and he, he motions to the other two guards. They left the bar off the door, let the push the door open, let you guys out. Um, as soon as you guys are out, he pulls, they pull the door shut. And drop the bar. You hear the bar drop back in it, and you don't think you're getting back in anytime soon. Crixus is feeling pretty good about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, how much further till the dogs? Any idea? Twenty minutes. Come across the stable. Um, as you approach it, it most stables that you've. Um, dealt with have, have been large stables horses hay all that stuff this is kind of like a um like a cave and there is a pack like just kind of wandering there's a gate in front of the cave and there's like 20 to 30 dogs just kind of roaming around it's a large cave roaming around there's bones in there some of them are gnawing at bones. Some are sleeping. One's up on its back with its legs, just kind of like that, just kind of <laughs> out. Um, mm. th there's a pile of them in a corner, just all kind of huddling together for warmth. Um, there is a sled that you can see that's right by the gate. Uh, looks like it's been kind of used. There's a small shack uh, to the left of the cave. All right, let's uh let's get this stuff gathered up and let's let's get the hell out of here. Um I'm assuming everything we need is going to be in that shed, huh? I'm going to go over to the shed and take a look at it and open the door or try to open it. You open the door and there's a there's a counter in there and uh and there's a, a human lady uh middle age, actually probably a little older than middle age, super curly hair down to about here, uh, kind of puffy as it, it kind of it's not an afro, but it's it's Think the the um, like a perm. If you watch the Mandalorian, the mechanic lady. Um, sure. Yeah, it kind of like a perm uh, ish hairstyle. Um, she just kind of looks up and says, "Ah, customers." <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're here to collect our sled dogs and gear. We uh, sled dogs collect your sled dogs and gear. Well, I you know we. I'm gonna. We have she, we have slips, right? So I'm gonna pull out our slips yeah. and, yeah, yeah, and give them to the woman. Oh, 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 oh! Yes, I knew you guys were coming. Yes, okay. Um, so she, oh, son of a bitch, forgot to do something that I wanted to do. Uh, she looks at the papers and stuff and says, "All right, so you need three sleds, and Four. this is for three, though." Didn't we get a fourth when we 
went to acquisitions again with Doc? We did when we traded oh, the did. horse. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's right. You did. You did. Um, okay. So four sleds and what? how many dogs are you going to need? Uh, I think we How many of you are out. there? There's four of you? Yeah. Four. Three, three grown-ups and uh, <laughs> one wolf. <laughs> um, so it a dog can pull three hundred and sixty pounds. So I need figure one. it out. Ellie needs one. I'll take two. So six dogs. Okay. Um. So, because I forgot to do this, you get to name your dogs. <laughs> Wait. Because I only have to come up nice. with one name then. <laughs> Instead of six. So, Elia, oh, as, as you are let out, you're let out to the pen, and she, she's like, I'm going to, um, going to give you the best dogs I can. You guys are headed where north north how far there are some of these dogs that aren't going to make it very far north bless you yeah we need sturdy dogs yeah i'm trying to my sturdiest dogs some of them are stubborn um and some of them are very lovable but <clears throat> I'll pull her aside and say Miss we're headed to the Dale we need oh. some dogs that can make it okay I'll be right back alright um, Ellie is just beside herself looking at all the dogs in the, in the thing um, and the she goes in and grabs two right away, puts leashes on two of them right away, brings them out out of the um, out of the pen. Said, "Here, the, these these will be for you." Um, and she gives one to Ellie, and then one leash to Aaron. Um, all these dogs are various forms of huskies. Um, Aaron on yours is primarily it's just white. It is a white husky. When she hands you the reins, it growls slightly at you. Sounds accurate. Um, it's like a pit bull. Ellie's dog, when she hands her the the leash, I said reins before, but it's a leash at this point. Uh, when she hands Ellie's leash to her, the dog run, nearly tackles her, runs up to her and paws up on her and is kind of hyper and loving and Ellie crouches down and gets a face full of kisses and uh, kind of starts petting it and says, uh, what, 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 what are their names? And she looks at her and says, well, that one's Princess. And Ellie just kind of smiles and looks at Doc at that point going, nope, this is my dog. <laughs> this is my dog. <laughs> I, I'm, Aaron on rolls his eyes. I am just I just shake my head and mutter under my um, breath, sure give her a bigger head. <laughs> she said, well, well what what's this dog's name? She said, Oh, that's that's Prince. You don't need to come up with yours, Aaron. That's her brother, Prince. 
Damn it. <laughs> that just seemed to work out really well. You know, like an arrogant little brick of a dog. <laughs> Even your dogs were meant to be together. <laughs> As brother Crixus? and sister, Crixus. Come on, that's gross. <laughs> Thirty episodes down the line, we find out that Crixus and Aranon are, or not Crixus, uh, Ellie and Aranon are long lost brother and sister. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we're Ch- we're following this. I was gonna say we're <laughs> this... we're following the Star Wars timeline. Yeah. Star Wars it's timeline. Yeah, it's a space this is the Hoth episode. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna be cutting and open a tauntaun and just sleep. What are these dogs? Of Probably for Doc, he doesn't have any. Yeah. Oh, so can I <laughs> oh God, ask? This is getting worse and worse. Can I ask the old lady? Can I ask the um nice shopkeeper? Yeah, there you go. Um, She's not that old. <laughs> I have a sizable tip in it for you if you have any spare cold weather gear for our dwarf friend. Oh, um. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's not the best stuff, but um, by looking at what he's wearing, I don't think um, I don't think he's too concerned about that. But it, it's warm. That's that's for sure. Um, he was it's... gonna wear a blanket, so okay. if you can do better than that. Yeah, I can. I can definitely do better than that. G- give me a minute. Um, hang on. First, let me get your. Let me get the other four dogs. Um, and she goes in and pulls out. There's two that are just your t- typical Siberian husky, very large dogs, um, and then one that is gray and almost looks like a wolf, and one that is all black. And she kind of hands the all four of those leashes to you. All right, I'll take uh, the black one and the gray one. Okay. And give the, the two black Siberian. ones. The black one's Charles Barkley, okay. and the gray one is Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Charles Barkley, the famous gladiator that fought in arenas <laughs> in in the South, and then uh, the famous bard Bob Barker. With his traveling games, <laughs> that's that's nice. That's good. I love pop culture references in this game, uh, Doc. What you missed is that Ellie's dog is named Princess, and Aranon's dog is named Prince. <laughs> their brother and mm. sister. And when she said her that's name was Princess, when she said her name was Princess, Ellie smiled and looked at you and said, it, "It's my dog. It's my dog." <laughs> So you have two standard colored Siberian Husky type dogs. All right. Their names are Bill and Ted. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the time traveling mage duo. Multi classed into Bard a little bit, but they weren't very good at that. <laughs> or apparently very good at that. Uh... So was was that a uh was that an intentional excellent there, Mr. JCDM? Hey. 
They're very chill dogs. Those two dogs are very, very chill. It is clear Bob Barker's the oldest of the dogs. And Charles Barkley will, he's a sled dog and going to pull his weight easily. Um, I'm sorry, I'm writing down the dog names. Charles, Charles Barkley, really? Barkley? <laughs> Fucker. God, I just got that. <laughs> really? Bob Barker? Oh my God. <laughs> right over my head when you first said it. Holy no. crap. Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> I was expecting it, so I knew it was gonna happen. I didn't know what it was gonna be, but I knew it was coming. I'm I am oh, shocked god. that it took you that long. Oh yeah. I until I was writing it down. You know why? Because I'm trying to think of other dog <clears throat> other dog names and ugh, I had I had about five other dog names and um most of them were like names. Uh Yipsy yeah. Russell was one of them. And <laughs> Someone could have taken that one, but I think we're good here. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is fantastic. All right. Uh, so she goes, okay, now give me one moment, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get the sleds out, and we'll hook up the dogs to them for you. Um, she heads in back, and she comes out carrying this big bundle of stuff, and she walks over to you, Doc, and you saw Crixus walk over to her and talk to her a little bit, just kind of whisper to her. And then she went in and got the dogs for you guys and gave them to you and then walked away. She comes walking out and walks over to you and then just drops this huge bundle of clothing into your arms. And you you realize that uh, you kind of it's worn. It's in about as good a condition as anything else you own. And but it is a set of cold weather gear. Nice. I'm gonna if if we're kind of all organized, um, I'm gonna hand the woman seventeen gold. Oh, well, thank you, thank you very much. That is much appreciated. Um, let let let's get the dogs hooked up. Um, if you want to go change into that stuff, you can go inside the inside my office here and change. She's sure. Her, yeah. Um. So, uh, Aranon, make an animal handling check as she's walking you guys through doing this. Oh, I can already tell you how this is going to go. <laughs> hmm. You might, the dice might surprise you. Or not. Ten. Ten? Ten? He, Prince growls at you. And he fights, but he kind of understands what's going on. So begrudgingly, he steps into his harness and um, he doesn't snip at you or anything, but he's very tense around you. I'm going to stick my hand out for him to smell me and then scratch his ears. You stick your hand out and he kind of sniffs at your hand and you go to scratch his ears and he kind of ducks out of it and kind of growls at you. Yeah, whatever, dog. Whatever. Uh, Ellie takes Princess and hooks her in and a completely different experience gets her hooked in gets more kisses on the face and <laughs> rubs her ears and has this basically found a new best friend that tracks and Crixus and I'm going to take um, a little piece of rations okay, and then um, 
kind of feed my dogs and try to pet them. And I have a... <laughs> four. A four? I rolled a um, one. You, you give them a the little piece of rations, and they they both have a little... They eat a little bit of it, and then they turn and just look at you, like look, looking for more food. They're not concerned about getting in their arms at all. <laughs> It looks like I'll have to give him another piece. <laughs> so you give him another piece. Um, Barker, I'm going to call him Barker and Barkley. Um, Barker goes, uh, he, ta he takes the other piece and then kind of realizes what's going on as he sees the other dogs and kind of walks over by his harness and you take the opportunity to do, put the harness on him. Barkley follows you over to him and sits down by, <laughs> by you, just looking at you again. <laughs> Make another gonna... animal handling check. <laughs> it was a 10 second time. A 10? A second time. Okay. You are able to actually, after that, after he comes and sits down and then he sees you putting... Barker and that he realizes, oh, we're getting in the harness. Okay. And then kind of goes around. You're able to put him in his harness. At this point, um, Doc, you come out in the cold weather. It's a little big on you, but it's keeping you warm. So nice. Um, you go over to your sled and your dogs are hooked up. She has been instructing them on how to hook up the dogs um, by showing them with your dogs. Nice. All right. Bill, Ted, be excellent yeah. to each other. <laughs> right on. God gay rock and roll to you. I won't I won't keep singing, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's set up. It's late in the evening and you head out on the road. Um, she informs you of a few things before you guys take off. She said you need to rest them every hour. They need a, they need a short rest every hour or they're going to get exhausted. Um, here is rations for them. This should give you how many, how many days of rations did they say? Seven, seven or 10 days of rations. I think we'll say 10 here, are 10 days of rations that should get you to Dale. Aradon, that that strikes you sideways when she says the Dale, because you didn't say where you were going. Mm -hmm. Um be careful. Uh, watch out for avalanches. Um travel in blizzards. Travel in blizzards only if you have to. I would recommend if a blizzard starts up that you stay still. Um and watch for yetis. Excuse you? Yetis. Like They're beasts. Like the abominable snowman type thing? Yeah, I thought... Oh, that's where the stories come from. Yeah, they're called yetis. I thought they were figment. I thought they were fake. Everyone does. So I'm warning you. They're real. They're, they're intelligent, too. You can reason with them if you come across any. Somewhat. 
Hmm. And they're also quite large, probably twice your size. Well, you maybe three or four times your size. Um, you definitely like six times your size, and she kind of nods at <laughs> uh, Doc. But good luck. She kind of walks walks away and goes in and closes the door, and you're left out in the cold of the night. Um, as the sun is the sun is just gone. You're at twilight. The sun is just gone behind the horizon, and the sky is still like a lighter blue in this in that in the west figuring that the sun moves like it does on earth all right is everybody ready all right as ready as i will be yep ellie says i'm ready doc you comfortable yep all right animal handling checks to go Close my eyes, roll the dice. Ten. Fourteen. Fourteen, ten, Aaron? Yeah. Nine. Nine. Ellie and Crixus take off. Dogs <laughs> are pulling. Uh, Aaron, your dog kind of turns and looks back at you. And I sees the other dogs going and take off. I said mush, god damn it. And he, he goes when he sees the other dogs taking off. Um, Doc, uh, Bill's, Ted, they're just kind of nuzzling each other and <laughs> kind of sitting there. Come on, guys. Let's get this show on the road. You doing All right. other than I got one charge left in the horn. I'm gonna blast it in uh, uh, Bill's ear and like a like a fox hunt kind of a sound. He takes off. It catches, <laughs> catches Ted off guard, but he, Ted is able to get his feet under him quickly as Bill goes <laughs> pulling you guys along to start, uh, and you're all you are all moving. Uh, you go by heading north. Uh, which direction are you headed is the question. Are you trying to head directly to the Dale? Or uh, do you have you a trying... map you can share with us of the area? Um, do you guys have a map? I think you have a map. Maybe. Did you get a map somewhere? Meaning did someone give our characters a map? Yeah, that's what I kind of what I'm wondering. Uh, that was never discussed, nor did we seek one out. I do not believe we have them. No, we, I, as far as I know, it does not sound familiar. All right, let me see if I have a map for you guys. And it crossed my mind for a second to ask the old lady for directions, but it wasn't a quick trip, so I wasn't quite sure if right, she'd so have it. For I'm going to take Luskin off the board here. Did you guys leave Luskin? And uh, I guess we're going blind. Yeah, I mean, um, there's a there's a trail that leads out of Luskin up the coast. And we'll so we're headed to that. ten towns, right? So there must be some sort of trail. There's a trail that leads up the coast to Fireshear, okay. which you guys are aware Fireshear is on the coast. It was the last port city. So realizing that you don't have a map, you think you might be able to get a map further north in Fireshear. Perfect. So then follow the trail to Fireshear. 
Uh, the first hour goes by. And um, it is the sun eventually sets completely. It is a twilight night. It's the stars are out. There's no moon. Um, but your eyes pick up as as you keep going down the road. The snow is reflecting the starlight, and it's all kind of almost ethereal or isn't it almost isn't like it getting to be morning, not twilight. Yeah, well, it was on. They were on the bridge at midnight, and this oh, is yeah, still yeah, the same yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Yep, sorry, I was confused. I'm like, I, I think I just lost today. Probably sun. That's probably right. Sunrise. That's right. Because you guys went to the shop at midnight. They started the day and never winter. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as we go on here, I need everyone to make a Constitution saving throw. Right. You reach the first hour of travel here. Oops, that's not Ooh, I throw. like that. Twenty-two. Thirteen. Three. Three. Crixus. <laughs> um between the long night and the cold and the adventure and everything, you have a point of exhaustion. Um, as we are approaching the twenty-four hour mark of you guys being awake kind of a combination of both the cold and the um, being up for so long. Uh, so you move, um, so you go in an hour, um, are you going to rest in an hour? Yeah, got to rest the dogs. Yep. Okay. Yep. Water. How, right. How far are you going? Are you going to go all the way to Fire Shear? Or are you going to... Is this How many days to Fire Shear would we guess? Um, I got I to gotta find this map. Hang on a second. I have it somewhere. Somewhere I have it. You know, so how does poisoning work, John? While you're looking poisoning? at it? Or, or you have a poisoned poison. condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, until you take a... They all vary... Uh, this one is until you take a long rest. You'd have disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws. Okay. I think it is. Um, it's, it's just what the poisoned condition is. You take an associated amount of damage with it. Um, some may have you taking damage every six seconds, depending on what the poison is. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the one should... you have, you just, you have the poisoned condition. So you're just, you're weak and so should I nauseous have... and achy. Uh, rolled it. Uh, disadvantage for my constitution. Yes. All right, I'll roll again. Then. I think it's. I think it's just ability, oh, not. It should say throws, maybe. Hang on, hang on a second. It doesn't matter. I rolled a sixteen, so I would have gotten eighteen. Okay, you would have been fine either way. Um, I put it on your character so I can look it up. Um, it is right here. Uh, if you actually create that condition and then you have the little carrot arrow pointing down, you can click on it. A poisoned creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, not saving throws. So it wouldn't have been a... Okay. But if you're going to try and jump something or... Yeah. Or handle animals. Or Yeah, or handle animals. All your animal handling checks should be at disadvantage, which you aren't doing well with the dog anyway, so... No, that's... We're about, we're about where we're at. That's about accurate. <laughs> um... Let me. Uh, da, 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 da. I was trying to pull up 
the map for you guys because I do have it. Um, Northern Baron. Here we go. Uh, so are, so are we stopping Luskin. for a... I'd like to find some place out of the cold as soon as we're able to get some... Crixus is feeling pretty exhausted. Yeah. And well, and which one of you and between you and Ellie, which one of you is leading? Because I imagine uh, Ellie is. Because <clears throat> her and Princess are like best buds. And she gets the best response from her. Um, from her dog. That's right. not how I want to do that. Uh, let's pull this open. Um, so where did that go? Sorry, Norm, I'm trying to get you on the... That's fine. We don't need it right now. That's okay. I got it. Um, oh, crap. Anyway. Did that work? No, it did not. I got it. I think Here's you sent the map once before. It was it probably... This isn't working. Five, Anyways. six weeks ago. You can get it to me different. this week. It's going to be a couple days to get the fire shear. Like, Two, maybe. By dog sled. Okay. And then probably another, if you're taking dog sled, um, you can get to, uh, let me actually pull it up again and actually look at it. Closed it when I tried to move it. Uh, then probably another two days north to Iron Master, which is just west of 10 towns. So, you're looking for a place to stay. Out of the cold. Uh, make a survival check. One of you at advantage or two of you can roll it. I'll defer to someone with a higher wisdom. Ellie, Which one is it? Ellie has a plus four. Survival. survival. I'm at a plus five, but survival. at disadvantage. And I do I have a plus six. I ended up with a 20 yep. at disadvantage. I was going. I was going to say, um, Aaron, oh, I, I have. have or, I mean, I have disadvantage, so I'm not the right one. So you had a twenty at disadvantage. Yeah, because I rolled a nat, nat twenty at. What was the first die you rolled? Because you only get. One. Okay. Because you only get one roll because you get advantage because someone's assisting you, and you have oh, disadvantage sorry. because of the poison, so it evens you. out. You get one roll, uh, and it was a fifteen. So, so you I, are able five. to actually, you are able to actually find a cave. Um, it's going to be a little tight with the dogs and the four of you. Um, but with people on watch, you think you can actually make it work. So watches. I'll take the first watch. I'm feeling pretty weak because I am half hit points and, uh, poisoned. Why don't you guys... Oh, Crixus, you look exhausted. Um, you're you're poisoned. I thought you said you were okay. You said I have a boo boo. Yeah, I got pricked in the finger. It wasn't and important at the time. <laughs> she reaches over and puts a hand on you, and I think she has lesser restoration. Yes, she does. She casts lesser restoration on you, curing you of your poison. I was I was gonna say, are you gonna suck the poison out of my finger or what? <laughs> That's that old joke. Got bitten away in our toe. <laughs> yeah, that, that. 
she she kind of chuckles or recognizes. She goes, "Yeah, I had, my, I had a friend of mine tell me that joke once." <laughs> You've heard that joke, right, or not? Uh, I've heard many, many jokes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I am a well-traveled man. Thank you for saying yes, because I was gonna. I was scrambling in my head to translate that to Beirut. <laughs> what it would have been, uh, anyways. Ah, uh, yes, she cures the poisoned condition from you, so that should help you. If you end up feeling like that, let me know. I can take care of that. And you do. You feel better. The the weakened, weird state you had from the poison is gone. Um. I think we should let Crixus sleep the whole night. Um, Doc will take first watch. I can take second watch. Then you get your eight hours of rest, Aaron, and I'll wake you up for the third one. Sounds good. I can handle that. Okay. All right, Doc, wake me up when when you're ready to be done. Wake me up before you go-go. Come on, princess. (laughs) And she goes and lays in the corner, and her dog lays up right next to her. I'm not, yeah, so we'll I'm, put the sleds and the dogs at the mouth of the cave as kind of the first line of defense, and then I'll sit kind of among them okay. where there's still some warmth. Actually at a cage with the sleds on the outside of the okay. cave. Yep. Yep. I'm going to call Prince over for some body warmth. Uh, make an animal handling check. <laughs> Ooh, 19. 19. He growls and he looks at you and then he just kind of lays down with his chin and his paws. And he just kind of is watching you. Come here, I need some warmth. He's just watching you. You look like you need a hug and some scratches. Come here. You get the feeling he isn't going to move. He's just watching you. <sighs> Fine. I'm going to close my eyes. You lay down and you close your eyes. Put your head on your... And at that moment, he gets up gingerly and very quietly walks over and you suddenly feel the dog lay down at your back and lean against you. Good boy. I'm going to give him a scratch. <sighs> I'm gonna. Re- you know what's funny? You, you've, you've met my dog Brutus, right? Yep. That is literally what he would do. Oh yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, for everyone that doesn't know, the little white puppy yeah. dog that you've sometimes seen. Multi's web. That's Maltese his dog. Poodle. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see, Crixus. You kind of set up the cage and everything. Um, yeah, Crixus is just gonna like lay under his shield and just go right to sleep. I'm not worried about cuddling with dogs or anything. Um, you lay down and almost instinctively, uh, Barker comes over by you and just lays down next to you. Like he's clearly the oldest of all these dogs and probably the most experienced and probably the most intuitive. It's almost like. You don't have to do anything with him. He understands both him and you will need warmth and just goes up and lays next to you. The remainder of the dogs, Bill and Ted and um, Bar- Barkley, 
um, are all kind of hanging out with you, uh, Doc, as you take your first all right. watch. All right, I'll try yeah. to stay awake while I watch the sunrise. Um, give me a perception check. Actually, give me a constitution saving throw. That's a good point, I'm trying to stay awake. <laughs> all right, um, since I, you said perception first, I rolled a 14 on perception. Okay. Uh, constitution, did you say saving? Yeah, saving throw. 20. 23. Yep. You have no problem staying awake. Um, and as you're sitting there, you, you, you don't hear it. Like it's eerily quiet. Um, at one point you hear something that sounds like ice cracking. Like if you've ever been out on a lake when it's frozen, you hear it crack. Um, but, it, but the time goes by relatively <coughs> peacefully. As the uh, sun slowly starts to rise, um, beautiful orange, pink sky as you don't see the sun at first. And it eventually just pierces the top of the, um, the horizon. And it's kind of hazy. It's, it's odd. It's not as bright as you remember any sunset or sunrise that you've ever witnessed. Um, you do end up waking up Ellie next. Um, Ellie gets up. She takes her watch. Um, her watch goes by uneventfully. Uh, she sees a wolf go by at one point. Um, there's some ravens overhead. Um, but other than that, she doesn't notice anything. Uh, she walks over to Aranon and um, as she approaches, uh, um, Prince looks at her and growls. She says, "No, it's okay. It's, it's his watch. I just I need to wake him up." And Prince growls at her again. And she's like, no, it's um Aranon. <laughs> and um Aranon. Make a make a perception check, Aranon. Just for Aranon and his dog view. have the same bristly point of view. Yeah, we do. Eight. Eight. Um, uh, she's sitting there thinking to herself, um, I could, well, hang on a minute. Let me see. Um, jeez. Oh, <laughs> decisions, decisions. Maybe that, maybe this, maybe, yeah. Yeah, and she takes a piece of dried meat out and throws it and binks you right in the back of the head, waking you up, Aaron. What? Oh, we lost. We lost genius. The hell was that? Oh, we did. And you you hear Ellie's voice saying, "Aaron, Aaron, it's your watch." Oh, your dog already. Yeah, your dog wouldn't let me near you. 
So um, he seems smart, smarter than I give him credit for. Um, as you turn and look at him, he's eating the piece of meat. <laughs> I'm he didn't know how to his, wake you up. I'm gonna like, scratch his ears. I make an animal handling check. He's gonna like me yet. <laughs> Maybe too much. Nine. Make a dexterity saving throw. Oh shit. Fourteen. You are able to. He snaps at you. You are able to get your hand out of the way. Um, he's eating. You realize this oh. <laughs> after you after he snaps at you. Go. Oh yeah, you're eating. I don't want to bug you while you're eating. <laughs> My bad, Prince. Um. Hey. For, um, I took a long rest, right? Yes. Yes. And so I do. Because you got your full, you didn't take in your watch yet. Uh, so what is it? It says twenty-two hit points up to two hit dice. Um, um, if you, if you just go up to the top where it says long rest, yep, and just click on that, it'll pull up a window and hit take long rest, and then confirm it before the countdown happens. Okay, yeah, yep, it'll, I did that, but I was confused because I don't remember ever seeing the hit dice thing before. Your hit dice when you take a short rest, you can use hit dice to get hit points back. Mm-hmm. But you're spending that hit dice. When you take a long rest, you get all your hit points back, and up to half of your hit dice. I gotcha. Okay. So right now, being level five, half rounded down is two. Yep. I gotcha. So if you if you have if you don't have so if you had three hit dice left mm-hmm. right now because you have one per level, when you long rested, you get your other two back, so you'd have the total of five. I gotcha. That, that's why I was throwing because uh, I've never read it before. I've just taken my long rest and got my hit points back. Yep. And so I actually read it while you were talking. I was like, oh, that doesn't seem, that's weird. Yeah, no, yeah, it just, it happens when you hit that long rest button automatically. So it's cool. D&D Beyond's kind of nice that way. Yeah. Um, You get woken up for your watch. It is mid-morning. Um, there is still a small fire going. Uh, most of the dogs are all asleep, except Prince gets up with you. When you get up, he gets up and he kind of carries his piece of dried meat out to the out to the front of the cave wherever you sit down, and he sits down next to you and continues gnawing on the meat. I'll make, make a perception my, check. I'm gonna make myself some food too while I'm sitting there. Okay. Because I am a hungry mofo. Ten. Um. Yeah, you hear uh, not wolves, but you hear barking, and um, Prince stands up and he's just kind of looking and sniffing the air, and it it almost sounds like a sled dog team or something barking in the distance. So uh, you don't see anything, but it grows a little bit louder and then grows fainter as it's going by in the distance. The rest of your watch goes by without issue. And you eventually wake everybody up. And we will stop there because uh, we lost Genius. So I don't know where he ended up being. Um, but he's he was sleeping through all that, so he doesn't need to know it. Yeah, he's not missing anything. And we're 10 minutes out from the end of the episode. So kind of makes sense to stop here. So... 
You're on the road, on the on the snowy covered road, avoiding exhaustion. I am shocked I didn't get bit. You made a good dexterity throw. Well, I'm just saying in general with the way the dice have been off and on and my animal handling in general this entire 30 30 saving sessions. I used the dexterity saving throw instead of your AC because although your AC is your dexterity is calculated in your AC, so I could have gone that way, but it's more fun. I feel like all of the rolls were in the middle today. Yeah, it's very tens, thirteens, eights, mm-hmm. nines. Very median rolls. Other yeah. than the rolls at the beginning, which have meaning, but you haven't discovered what the meaning was. So interesting. Okay, but they all played in. Excellent. <clears throat> oh, there's genius. yeah. What a if it wasn't a good time to leave town. There's some stuff that we could. Have maybe found out, maybe gotten a map of this area. Might have been smart to do. We'll see what we can find in Fire Shear. We should get a map, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing too is that with everybody being out and being concerned with the fire, yeah, we would have been stuck there for who knows how long, waiting for someone to actually take the time to right. talk to us and get us what we want. Right. Right. Crazy. All right. So, with that being said, time to close this giant close this shop down. Giant Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> session. I don't know. Um, I, would, I guess I wouldn't call it giant. This entertaining. Hopefully, it was nice. entertaining. All right. So we not quite as good as last one, but not all of them can be. Last one was pretty special. Well, the last one was full. <laughs> the last one was one hundred percent like adventure this this was 100 percent preparation a lot of setup yep and now you're in word or nearing the rhyme of the frostmaid in fact we're actually technically in it there are things i'm doing that from that book so nice good times good deal so we are all on twitter we are at two nerds one quest number two nerds number one quest i am at tom m norman Genius is at Lazy Dragon GB. Cooch is at Crazy Cooch, and JC the DM is at Wildfire twelve sixty five. Um, we are also on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, man. That's the greatest. It's not a dumpster fire of people at all. <laughs> depends on depends on how well you prune your timeline, sir. And your follow, who you're following. I have a pretty decent timeline. I have a lot of shitheads, though. Um, I don't have a lot of shitheads. If you're a shithead, you aren't on my timeline. Sorry. (laughs) I I need to call that a bit. I mean, after years of of being on Twitter, it's, you know, people change, and so do their timelines. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. Give us some support. We are looking for your support. Rate our show. Get it wherever you get podcasts from, and rate us wherever you get your podcasts from. A lot of people are going to be getting it from iTunes, or some variation thereof. With all of those services, you can leave a star up to five usually. Give us five stars, please. If you give us one star, tell us why. And honestly, eh, we don't care why. We're having fun. Give us five stars. One way or the other, rate us. Let us know. Mm -hmm. We need the ratings. We need, you know, and honestly, the best way you can support us is by actually telling other people about it. So Mm -hmm. share this with your friends. Share this with your family i don't know people sure just 
Here's if, what you, oh, you know what you need to know do. Know your audience. People's you need to know your audience. You need to take other people's phones and subscribe them to our show without them knowing and have it With automatically download. That sounds like a great idea. You should course, probably do that. Of course the guy that the guy that plays Aaron on is the one suggesting that, of course. <laughs> Aaron would steal someone's phone and I'm, just well, subscribe them to it. Well, he would steal their phone and not give it back. I'm saying just, you know, when they're in the bathroom <laughs> or something, true, true. <laughs> take it, subscribe them. Uh, yeah. But the other thing you can do is also go to patreon.com slash two nerds, one quest. Give us a look. Um, we have some great rewards for people who, uh, subscribe to us through patreon including uh pre-show and post-show so you get your own uh, uh, podcast feed with usually about an extra 15 minutes before the show and about five to ten minutes after the show um, so you get the pre-show and post-show that you don't get through the regular feed so go to patreon.com slash two nerds one quest give us some support help us ease some of the, cost of the this. dark humor of this morning's episode <laughs> yeah dark humor so, with that being said, for JC and Cooch and Mr. Lazy Dragon, I am Norm. Peace, and we'll see you next week. It's cold in them there hills. <laughs>